Scalewell Podcast. How to use technology to scale your business. All right, welcome to the Scalewell Podcast, guys. My name is Phil Bean. This is Matt Gamble. We're two of the founders of Nudge Coach, an easy-to-use client management platform for wellness businesses. And today, we have with us yet another guy that we met at a conference. It's, it's the theme of the show so far. Um, today we have Timothy Saracen, who's the director of 97 Display, loves generating website leads for fitness businesses. Um, he and his team at 97 Display create websites for fitness professionals that use data-driven analytics to optimize conversions and rank high in Google, which is always useful. So you guys can check them out at www.97display.com, but welcome to the podcast for now, Timothy Saracen. Hey, thanks for that. You sounded so exciting talking about me. You sounded <laughs> exciting to me. Uh, I, I got excited listening. You're getting really good at these intros, I have to admit. I, I read well, guys. I read, <laughs> you must have gone to college. Um, well, yeah, once, like to what Phil said, we're excited to have Timothy here with us. I know one of the, some of the big questions we get, whether it's through the website, whether it's through our partners, it's, you know, hey, guys, what are some tips you all have for you know, uh, you know, attracting leads, uh, nurturing leads, you know, driving more revenue for your business. And I think if anyone was, here, you know, qualified to answer these questions, it's probably Timothy. We found him. We found him. There yep. we go. We tackled him down at a conference. We brought him in. But I think really kind of the focus with us and our kind of everyone who's in our audience is really kind of more from a digital side with, you know, how does this all relate to digital offerings and a digital business? And so I think that's where Timothy probably has a lot of great tips and feedback. But before we get too deep into all of this, Timothy, why don't you just share a little bit about 97 Display, kind of who you are, why y'all do what you do, and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Timothy, and you can learn all about what we do on our website, 97display.com. Um, listen, like all great software companies, it started with a guy in his basement, <laughs> um, you know, coding away, and... Um, what separates us from a, like a, like a normal website company, um, really is just two things. Um, we only work in the fitness industry, fitness, and then also like martial arts, kickboxing, some self-defense sides of things. Um, and the way that happened was just, you know, the first couple clients, um, in our initial network happened to be fitness people. And so, you know, uh, we built a website, um, for this fitness business and, and it started to work pretty well. And then we began, you know, tracking, you know, the data on that site. And then we took that data and we got another fitness business uh, to give us a shot. And guess what? That data, <laughs> both people, because they were both in a similar, you know, business type. And then fast forward five years um, and we've got a few hundred, about 600 businesses around the world. Um, who all have websites with us. Um, and so what we're able to do is, is take all that collective data into a really powerful A-B testing conversion machine where we essentially look at the click patterns and the raking patterns and, and what does it take for people to gain interest in a fitness business. So whether you're someone that offers personal training or maybe you're someone that offers like nutrition coaching, um, or maybe you just have a specialized service that helps people achieve their, you know, physical goals. So maybe it's weight loss or maybe it's um, pain-free living or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, our data applies to that industry. Um, 
And so it's a, it's a little bit bigger than like your average uh, Wix site or GoDaddy. Right, 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 right. Like that. Um, and it's fun. I get to meet a lot of fitness professionals and I um, get to live a little vicariously through them because they're at the front lines helping their communities feel better, live better, um, look better. And I am not a fitness professional, but I help these people influence their communities for the better, which I really love. Right. Well, you, so you touched on something interesting I want to ask you about. So you mentioned Wix and I know some other platforms, like we use Squarespace, I think for our website, the, so it sounds like what you all built is really catered to kind of fitness and wellness in kind of that engine for, you know, for, for site traffic and lead and lead capture. What have you all learned in this process of really just working with fitness businesses? What is unique and different about kind of the websites you're building for this industry? Okay, great. So we have um, a number of customers that have uh, a, 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 a program directed towards children. Okay, so maybe it's CrossFit Kids, or maybe it's like, um, if it's a martial arts school, maybe it's like a kids program. Um, and we've seen that searches and conversions and leads for any sort of program that has to do with kids, we see like this massive spike Mondays at 5 p.m. their time till about midnight. Mm -hmm. so we're like, well, shoot, well, why Mondays? And we have to believe, okay, you're probably spending all weekend with your children realizing, gosh, <laughs> They need to eat. Stop eating junk food. After this weekend, we're cracking this down. Is you know? Monday is it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so what that means for our clients is, okay, now we're going to gear their advertisements. Now we're going to gear their verbiage. Now we're going to gear our marketing efforts based around the spike in search volume. Um, and that's like a practical real life example of how we take global data of people interested in fitness related programs and then use that data to increase the website presence and conversion of fitness businesses. Um, so are you tying like Google analytics into all of this into kind of one package? It kind of sounds like you're creating something way more than just a website editor. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. You got someone need, they want a website, right? And, and really what they do is they either go and they try to do it themselves and it is either very labor intensive or it just doesn't look good. Right. Or they're like, okay, I'm going to pay someone to custom build me a website, which may look like the most beautiful thing on planet earth and it perfect, perfectly represents their brand. Um, but maybe it just doesn't generate leads. Um, mm -hmm. The reason why is because, well, they don't have any data to back up. How did you build your site? How did you code your site? How did you design your site? What kinds of phrases did you use? What type of functionality did you use? So what we have is kind of like a done for you. Like, listen, you, you use one of our proven methods. Hmm. And then like, and by method, I mean the, the layout of the site, the functionality of the site, specific key phrases in specific places. Um, and, and you trust us, you know, with this system and we have the data to show that it's going to work. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we do. So like a practical example is um, we have a lot of people that have um, testimonial pages. So you have a, a couple clients that give you some killer testimonials on how you've helped transform their lives. Um, and you throw it up on your site um, and you don't see a big difference. And what we have found is if you just change the verbiage from testimonials to reviews, we see this like massive uptick. Really? And, and leads. And so and now let's drive into why. Number one, when was the last time you searched for, I don't know, Tim's gym testimonials? 
<laughs> right, right, right. Tim's gym reviews. So why? To us, as English speakers, reviews is what is the community saying about this business? Mm. Testimonials is what is the business saying about themselves? Right, 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 right. right. So it's like that small switch and no one thinks about that. And everyone's thinking, oh, it's a testimonial. It's great, right? But we make a small switch. We, we name it reviews. We title it reviews. Mm. And now it begins ranking in search engines. And people begin finding that. And then now they're not, they're finding your handpicked reviews. So that really are testimonials. Right. right. But you're using some data driven, proven, just, you know. That is, yeah, that is a great idea. That's, that's so cool. So, well, I've already learned something that I'm going to take yeah, right, 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 right. today, but um, good. I'm glad this conversation isn't nerdy at all. I was worried yeah. this one was going to go <laughs> off the rails, but um, so, I mean, it's, it sounds like you definitely have plenty to do on the front end when you start working with a business. Is it basically you engage with someone, kind of start from square one, you use what you already know to plug in to match their business. What does the relationship look like after you guys have built the initial website for them? Uh, yeah. Where does it go from there? Um, well, at this point, I kind of like to back up and look, take a look at the big picture and what is are we trying to accomplish? So, um, you know, I, I'm sure if, if, people are listening, fitness professionals listening to this podcast or watching this recording. Um, many of, of them find themselves in the boat of, I provide a highly valuable service and I, in, in their own opinion, um, are, are, are more qualified than the majority of people in their city, mm -hmm. right? So because of their training, because of their methodology, um, because of their experience, who knows? especially in some of the networks I'm a part of, they're just really high and, and it's not that they're the most expensive, sometimes they are, but it's that they're not like they're fighting against the negative reputation of terrible personal trainers. Right, right. So many people have had bad experiences with. So they're stuck in this like, Oh gosh, if only more people would know about me. Um, and so that's what I love to do is I take quality fitness professionals and I help their communities become more aware that they exist. So that's the big picture. And it doesn't really matter how we do that, but if we can accomplish, if their community is more aware of the wonderful service available to them at your fitness business, right, then everyone's happy. And if the community is more aware, then more people that are in the market, ready to take action, are going to do so. And then they're gonna contact you because they're aware that you're the most reputable, best person in their industry. Now, what these fitness professionals don't realize is that if the community is made aware, they now begin to form a perception of of your service. And so I like to think, okay, when does the perception of your business first begin? And it first begins as soon as they search a phrase and they see search results. Okay, so if you have all the credentials in the world and you've helped a million people and you are truly the most reputable person in your area, like it is very difficult for you to help your community get that perception of you unless you have the opportunity to talk to them. So it doesn't matter what your credentials are. If your website looks bad, the perception of your community is that you're bad. Yeah. Or yeah. what's worse, if your website looks Work looks like less professional than your competitor, they're going to make the assumption that your competitor is better. So, mm -hmm. so let's fix that. Let's make your website the most professional looking search result in your area so that the initial perception of your community is that you are the best, 
right? And, and, and then I believe I can never, it doesn't matter what kind of sales text I write, I can never match the power of a phone call, right? If, 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 yeah. if you as a fitness professional can get on the phone with someone and talk to them about why your services are the best, that's going to be more effective than a million emails or a million sales pages or landing pages. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I gear everything towards connecting the fitness business owner on the phone with the lead. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we agree on these are the needs. I want my community to be aware. They need to be aware. Like, I feel like I'm doing that community a disfavor. Is that a word? Disfavor? Disservice. Disservice. Yeah. There, there, you, there go. you go. <laughs> I feel like no, today you're fine. Like, let's look at, let's pull a random town, Winston-Salem. Okay. Yep. The community of Winston-Salem, if there is someone in this community that can, that is truly a reputable life changer that can help people achieve their fitness goals. And I am not Winston-Salem, which is where we are. Learn about this person then there are people that will lose out on the opportunity to have their lives changed. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's a big deal. So all fitness business owners, we're all aligned in that goal. And we all agree that, Hey, if we can get on the phone, I get a conversation with someone, right. Then I'll be able to communicate our value best. I think most business owners are like that though. It's yeah. you know, what's, that's what's separating them is it's the whole idea of how do you get the person to the phone call? Mm-hmm. But think about it. They, when they make their website themselves or they custom build a website, they're thinking, oh my gosh, let me fill up this page with all of my wonderful credentials, right? <laughs> and they're so focused on like, themselves, not focused on the goal. So I realign the goal. The goal is not to talk about yourself. The goal is to say, you're interested. We're the most professional in this area. We need to talk. The goal is to talk. Yeah. The goal is not to brag. Yep. Once you get them on the phone, that's when you brag. Once you get them in the front door, that's when you brag. <clears throat> but it's realigning the goal. So once we have that new goal, um, we get like we have this crazy thing. Uh, like when someone submits their information on the sites, it literally calls the business owner and says, "Hey, this is ninety-seven display website. Um, you have a lead. Do you want to connect?" And the business owner just presses one. So now. All of a sudden, business owners, all they have to do is answer the phone, press one, and it automatically dials the lead's number, oftentimes, while the lead is still browsing their website. Yeah. And it like, sets them apart from anyone else. So it's automating the, the lead to phone call process. No way. It's really cool. I would demo it for you right now, but... Uh, yeah, no, that's... So I, I think you've, you've highlighted some of the you know, reasons not to go about it yourself. And to your point, I, there's a professional we we've worked with before that person was showing me their website and this is a very credentialed individual that there were about 18 menu options all drop down so there's about 70 different pages I could go to which as you know probably not the most targeted approach when you're trying to have a conversation with which I've heard you say this before you look at your website as a com- you know a conversation yeah, with your site visitors so yeah, so that's an example of something I call the paradox of choice, which is you have so many options, you don't do anything at all, yeah. which a lot of fitness business owners um, make that mistake. Um, so that kind of following you know, back up to what you were saying is what happens once you get a website. Well, ideally, the phone's ringing, okay? So like, or ideally, you're getting leads. So like, that's what's supposed to be happening. Um, 
and there's lots of things. So you begin to rank higher in search engines. Now you're getting more traffic that's converting. Um, and then uh, we like to empower our customers to, um, you know, focus on their businesses. So we kind of do all the grunt work. We have what we call dedicated account reps that, that basically do everything from troubleshooting problems to uploading your latest review or uploading your latest blog or who knows what. Mm, so, yeah. You know, a lot of our, a lot of people are technically, they're not comfortable getting nitty gritty in with their blogs. Right, right. just kind of mm-hmm. send us the blogs that we uploaded. Um, but, you know, again, the big picture is, but how are you using your time management <clears throat> to do that? Um, and, and, and are you using your time management well? Uh, are you focused on your clients and are you truly, uh, uh, you know, at what point do you outsource? Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I think for all of us as, as software providers, as service providers, I mean, the end goal, the way, the way we overlap is we're helping people win back their time so they can focus on growing the business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or running the business in your case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, just, what I give to people too. Um, when they're thinking about their website is, is they're thinking about their business and their branding. And we have a lot of creative people out there that come up with a very special name for their program. Um, or they're very, they, they operate a, an extremely specific service. So like when I say a term like personal training, they're like, ah, I don't do, per- I'm not a personal trainer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would agree with you. You're maybe you're not a personal trainer, but I would ask you your community. What does personal trainer mean to them? It means I want more than a 24-hour fitness gym. Yep. That's all that means. Yeah. So like, so like I help fitness business owners say, okay, yes, you want to have your creative branding and your creative personality, but if you name your programs like, um, I don't know, I've seen everything from like, ex- like extreme boot camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I get that's creative, but you're, you're not going to rank. No one's searching that. And number two – um, you might lose out on conversions because of people's perception. Yeah, no, no. Um, or um, either so people call themselves, I don't know, they give themselves like really fancy titles or something like that. And I love the creativity. I think that's great. But understanding like the power of naming, naming your programs, things that people search. So, we, so you can actually, here's a note, people listening, go to google.com slash trends. Google.com slash trends and you can compare search phrases like personal training versus group fitness. Mm-hmm. And you can see which one searches more, right? Because if you're ranking number one for something that no one searches, it doesn't do anything for you. Right. Yeah. Right. So if you're ranking number one for extreme fitness boot camp, but everyone is searching personal training, yep. right? You could have converted. So I tell people, Hey, you get a phone call. Someone says, Hey, yeah, I'm interested in personal training. Okay, you don't really offer personal training. You offer group classes in this sort of setting. What you say is this. Oh, that's great. What, what, did you, what kinds of benefits were you thinking about from personal training? Like, why are you interested in personal training? Oh, well, I want personal attention. I want to, to be motivated outside of just myself. Um, I want someone to pay attention to my progress and help me with troubleshoot needs. Yes. Great, I've got this group class it is going to solve all those problems. And now you've just flipped them. No. Okay. They weren't interested in personal training. Really. They're interested in those goals and those yep, goals yep, are yep. achieved by your services. Right. So it get like unplugging from the mindset of like, Oh, I'm not a personal trainer. I'm not. 
yeah. and yeah. realizing you're going to reach people who have similar like-minded goals using yeah. the terminology, the uneducated terminology that they're using to search. Well, I think everyone's trying to create this, you know, their unique brand. And to your point, I think that's necessary in some ways, but I think when you're, when you're approaching your digital strategy, you almost don't want to stray too far from the path. You know, well, it's you, just understanding what your your target customer yeah, is actually yeah. looking for. Yes. What even if it's what they super perceive extreme as what they're looking group for. training, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, ninja, you yeah. know, especially in like oh my gosh, in the wellness realm, um, especially like uh, kind of allied healthcare professionals, nutritionists, dietitians, or I feel like incredibly guilty of super targeting these terms like talking about different supplements and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. and no one can spell a supplement much less search it effectively yeah. so um this is this is a really big topic for everyone that we're yeah targeting. yeah yeah <laughs> so, and gee, well really another cool. thing too that i, I want to make sure you didn't kind of glance over was the the whole idea too of like working with someone like 97 display is you know if you build something yourself and I would love to know, Phil, how frequently you make some kind of little tweak to our website. I'm not saying you overhaul it, but like you, it's an iterative process, right? Yeah. I mean, the fact that I, and I see this too, I have friends starting businesses and they're like, you know, they're paying some guy several grand to build a website for them. That, that's great. And maybe it'll be successful. Who knows? But I think to the point, things are constantly changing. Some things work, some things don't. You have to can you know, constantly be testing. I mean, would you, I mean, it seems like you all are working pretty closely with your partners, Timothy, and being able to say like, well, it's what you do is battle test. You're using a battle tested approach that to your point, you've used with hundreds and hundreds of clients. So here's the problem with paying for a site up front, by some guy who's probably awesome at building websites, no one ever gets their website right the first time. No one ever. I mean, it, it yeah. you hardly ever see it. And, you know, most of the success stories you see is someone's constantly iterating, iterating, yeah. seeing what works, what doesn't. You guys are automating that process in a way, um, which is awesome. Automating it from the, the customer's perspective. They don't have to do anything or they can hop on the phone and say, hey, can you change yeah. this? How, how long? So one question I have for you. How long does it normally take if I, you know, if I signed with 97 Display right now, what's the timeline? How, what, how long does it take to really get up and running? So let's... We'll clear up a couple things um, that the why people go and they buy custom websites is because they want their brand accurately represented. And I've kind of just spent the last 10 minutes talking about how you should sacrifice some creativity in exchange for a stronger digital marketing plan. So mm -hmm. let me back up and provide some clarity. Yeah. I, I absolutely do custom branding. So like your imagery, logo, color schemes, your slogans, that kind of stuff is all very important. So you're not crushing creativity. Not crushing creativity. <laughs> I am just wanted to make sure. We're, that was going to be the title yeah, of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, crushing creativity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I combine your, your cultural branding, like what represents your culture, what you want, I mean, shoot, we integrate it with social media. So like your, your Instagram will automatically populate on your website. So, so what we do is we take that, the way I describe it is like our skeleton is the code, the way that it's built mm -hmm. and the secret sauce, right? Of how we turn visitors into leads and rank right. high. Right. But we got to dress up that skeleton with your clothing. Like yeah. you know, what do you want it to look like? What kind of you right, know, right, right. yoga pants are you going to put on it? So, <laughs> um, so uh, that being said, when we pick, when a new customer signs on, we already have that skeleton ready. We don't have to build from the ground up. All we got to do is dress it up. And so it only takes a week or two. Like, yeah. 
depending on how nice, like, you know, picky you're going to be on your skeleton. Well, it, and so the, the reason I asked, and I'm intrigued with what y'all do for several reasons. One, you've kind of taken something that could be, you know, you're generally taking a service type business. You're creating a SaaS model around it, which I'm always intrigued with because I feel like any service business, you could quickly be doing a thousand different things. And then you find yourself getting the dry cleaning of your clients. You know, you've right. done so much. But the other aspect of this too is that most people, you know, who think I need to go pay for a website to be built, it takes potentially months to get up and running. And then they've spent all this money up front, not realizing, and I, I like I said, you know a lot of people that go down this path, not realizing how much of process it really is. So then what they thought was only going to be several grand has, you know, totally morphed and they're not getting half the value that thought they were anyway. So it's, yeah, I think it's one of those things where for me and seeing how much time we spend it, I'm like, Oh my God, nice time to display Where were you all? Can we, can we work with you? (laughs) Yeah. Well, so the the other thing that you even missed out on, which is in my opinion of the worst thing of all is, okay. I know people that have literally waited 10 months to get their website built. Yeah. And the scary thing is how much technology has changed in the past 10 months. Yeah. So So now not only are you 10 months late into getting your website built, you now have an outdated website. And how many of, 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 of our customers said, okay, I, I, every two years I have to think, gosh, what am I going to do mm-hmm. to like get my website looking cool again? Right. So, so that's one of the big things that I love doing is because we are SaaS, right? We're software. That skeleton is always getting updated. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. are finalizing two new designs, skeletons, right? Two new designs that we're launching probably mid January. Uh, if we have any 97 display customers listening, you know, yeah. but I just, yeah. kind of, you're going to have that we do it every year. It's an expectation. We, we leave new updates to themes. Sometimes it's complete redesign. Yeah. And sometimes it's a, um, just a, uh, some sort of update to your existing skeleton. So mm-hmm. maybe it's like, Oh, the header now looks different or has a new effect. Um, and, and so as a result, the, the, our clients' websites never become outdated because they're always being just updated, updated, mm-hmm. updated. Um, and then on top of that, the aesthetic things always change, but then like new technology comes out. Like, like I know it's crazy, but when Apple released the, the bigger size phones, okay, does your mobile version of your website look the same on a regular size iPhone and the plus size iPhone? Right? But if it doesn't, are you aware of perhaps your, 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 the button is misplaced and, yep. and now with the majority of your traffic coming from mobile devices, you know, you're, you might be missing out on, uh, even if it's 0.5 of, of a percent conversion rate, that actually equates to real money lost, right? right? So, so having someone that actually pays attention to that so that you don't have to um, is huge. So the problem is once you buy a custom website, it, you've got it and it's done. But now with technology moving at the pace that, it's it, that it is, the, the constant need to be updating that and having someone knowing what to update it with is just essential, um, which is why we've been able to be successful and help serve so many fitness business clients um, because they've been with us for five years and they've had probably five or six different websites with us all paying the same price. Yeah. Yeah. So, so talking about this kind of evolutionary process a little bit with the offering, you know, and we we're talking a little bit before we started recording about kind of what we're seeing on our end a little bit about kind of 
digital models coming up. I mean, are you all having to, are you encountering this with some of your customers as people trying to do kind of digital offerings, remote offerings, working with people, um, you know, outside the facilities, so to speak. And like, are you, are you encountering like different marketing issues and, you know, to share a little bit about any kind of stories you're encountering with that. Yeah. The, the industry is definitely uh, shifting to um, open the door to people that are wanting to serve um, their clients digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, with it comes a whole lot more challenges, right? Because what we do is we help people in your specific community know about you. But if you open up the door to people from all over the state or all over the country to potentially mm-hmm. um, become your customer, well, that's a completely different marketing strategy. It's a completely different marketing um, goal even. And so um, it's, not, it's not actually a do as a company. So um, what we have found and the challenge that we've come across is, okay, do we create a service product to help serve people that are looking for a digital platform to serve their clients or do we find other solutions to partner with? And so we've yeah. gone partner around um, in that side of things. So. Um, typically what we do is if they have a, a portal where, where their um, members would log in and access videos or access whatever, we just integrate with some other software solution. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that, that's been uh, more and more people um, are, are going the digital route because you can save so much on overhead, um, but the marketing aspect of things is just so much more difficult uh, because, I mean, when you search – fitness, online fitness classes, you're competing with YouTube, you know, <laughs> right. yeah. and you're just not going to win. <laughs> right, right. With it, I mean, that's the thing we see, and I, I'm glad you touched on this. And that's, I think, why we're, why we're even all here today. It's just, you know, we all meet at these conferences. We see that we're all kind of complementary puzzle pieces and that to really launch an effective digital strategy and online business, you know, none of our solutions can do it by themselves, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, we focus on client management touch points and incorporating mobile health data. You're focused on bringing the people in, streamlining the lead capture and conversion. I mean, so I, I think what we're seeing is that it really does take a handful of different services like us to really create that type of business. So it's interesting to see you all really focus on more of a specialized approach of saying, hey, look, we can't be all things to this process. Well, do you guys remember the, web, the website, um, MySpace? Yeah. Yep. Right, right. So do you know why MySpace failed? Actually, I do not. I never had a MySpace account, which I feel like I'm the one person that really did at my age. All right. So Mac was lame in high yeah, school. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of friends back in middle school. Yeah. No, so MySpace um, was a powerhouse. Uh, at that time, it was actually quite amazing. Um, there's a couple key other online services coming out. YouTube was coming out, right? Mm-hmm. And it also, um, people streaming music online was coming out too. So, so how can I get music? Uh, and one of the early music distributors was, um, gosh, now I can't even remember. It was totally illegal too. And they got shut down. Anyway, MySpace thought, okay, well, let's compete with this. Let's compete with Facebook. Let's compete with YouTube. Let's compete with music distributors. And so they started making their all, all their own stuff yeah. instead of um, playing friendly with other brands and right. owning a specific need. And eventually it got to the point where they were all things to all people and all things bad and not one thing good. 
Right. And my space obviously failed. Um, so that's why I even encourage, you know, it's not, especially in the, in the, in, our, in the software space is like do one thing really well. And, you know, we want to generate leads really well. Mm. We want to help grow fitness businesses really well. And I would even say customers like you as a, as a coach, you as a trainer, um, you can have a, a specialty. Um, and a lot of people say, okay, man, maybe I'm interested in, in, in having a, um, a kid's program of sorts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people try to do that and then they totally fail because kids are tough, right? Yeah, for sure. But like learning at what point do you, do you hire and, or do you partner or do you train and then you focus on what you do really well. Um, and I think a lot of customers get that, but yeah. Um, so what we do is local businesses, brick and mortar with physical locations, attracting their physical community. And we are you know, really good at that. And yeah. when our clients say, Hey, I'm interested in expanding to attracting everyone in the United States to do my digital online training platform, I'll refer them to someone else that specializes there. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's interesting because I think it really needs to be, I understand the appeal of going, you know, full digital and going national and working with people all over the globe. But I, I think what we've seen on our end is that it's a really tough nut to crack. And to your point, <clears throat> very competitive. So I almost think it's one of those things you're better served to create something, you know, have a foundation that's maybe local that you're starting with a program that's maybe partially remote. So maybe it's kind of an addition to your current offering. You know, you have people coming into the facility, you have maybe coaching services that you're providing to them, you know, in between visits and you're kind of starting with kind of a semi-digital service and then using that to maybe kind of as your launch pad to kind of get deeper into the space and start working with some fully remote type clients. But no, it's interesting to hear you say that because I think we see a lot of people come to us trying to do these types of models and it, I, we do definitely see people fail. I mean, it's mm-hmm. one of the, it's, it's terrible to see and, and say and talk about, but it, it's the, it's the real case. If you're going to go this direction, you know, I didn't think there's so much emphasis on, you really need to have a great digital strategy that you're bringing in plenty of leads, putting them through a process like, like you just mentioned, Timothy, and really spending the time making sure the, the funnel is full. Yeah. Well, with people, um, as speaking in the fitness realm, you know, with people, turning more and more to technology to be a part of, I guess, keeping themselves fit, a uh, part of their, their, uh, like how they're spending their time trying to stay fit. That's happening in between sessions and is still as valuable to people. So, you know, what we've seen as well as people focusing locally are still getting a huge benefit out of offering something digitally yeah, yeah. that really is just a complimentary bit to help them stay in touch in between visits in between sessions. Um, and as an upsell opportunity for, those yeah. people who are willing to engage yeah. on a regular basis. Can, so it's created a really cool, like kind of, like you said, kind of a quasi local, yeah. um, semi-digital, semi-digital model. Uh, I wanted, I had a customer who, who did this and did it really well, uh, started customers for, I don't know, it was like five or 10 or 15 extra bucks a month. You have access to the my online portal, which has these extra training videos. Like, yeah. Hey, this is how we did this exercise this is how we do it. And then, so he gets a little bit extra revenue there. But then he also offered like perks, like, hey, if you share, like, like, okay, here's one video that we're sharing, everyone shares to their community. And then they got like, like a free Gatorade when they came into the class if they shared it, or they got, if, if, if they got 
so many shares they got split at their other uh, perk. And what was happening was his members were already sold on him because they were his customers. Yeah. And they were paying to get access to these videos. And then he would provide them with some sort of, hey, this particular video that you found helpful, nominate it to be the marketing one. And then if everyone markets it, here's the plan. And people start sharing the video. And then he got exposure. And then, you know, at that point, then we say, okay, how do I have a full enough online training platform to where I can start charging people and never seeing them in person? Yeah. So you have to have a very strong plan and follow up and um, product. And um, it's like, a, you know, I think you should think about it as a completely different business than your. Yeah, yeah for sure. And I, I think that is the way to go about it, though, the way you just kind of laid it out. And I think there's so many great systems out there to kind of help with where I know we had a. Uh, Aaron Price, the, the founder of YZ on here, I think a few weeks ago, and you know their platform is one of those um, LMS platforms, allows you to kind of build out all the content, super simple to use, invite all your clients. And we started using it for the Nudge University. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it really does add a whole new element to your offering, whether, or, you know, whether you're charging for it, whether it's free and you're just using it to nurture clients or nurture leads, excuse me. There's a lot of different ways to use it that's kind of a, you know, a compliment to what you're already doing. So I think that's a really interesting, I'd, you know, I'd love to connect with whoever it was, your, your client that was doing that because it's a great model to put together. Yes. There are many ways to use evergreen content. So yeah. It's just about, sure. you know, fitting it into a strategy that works for you. For us, it's lead nurture yeah. and client retention. I, I think yeah. that's, yeah. you know, the best way we can use it, but there are other ways to do it as well. Yeah. So how is one thing we haven't talked too much about yet, Timothy, is kind of social media. So how does social media tie into this? You said, people can kind of connect Instagram accounts and to their, you know, sync their Instagram accounts to their landing pages and their website. How else are you all kind of approaching or, or helping your partners kind of approach social media in general with respect to kind of marketing their business? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, it's an understanding of what community views social media and um, your website. Yeah. And the way that I describe it is like social media is like the clubhouse, right? That's where everyone hangs out and you get, you are allowed to be, I don't want to say unprofessional. You're allowed to be casual in social media. Right? Yes. You can be right? real. Yeah. When comments, you can be real. Right. And then they view your website. Like, like this is the administrative, this is yeah. like the real deal. This is stuff. Right. So it's judged completely differently. So I say, pe- say to people like use social media to communicate your culture, make it easy for people to stalk you right? Link everything together because they're going to want to see your website, see if they're professional and then check out your social media and stalk you. Um, and then I also would say, um, be very, very purposeful in synchronized speech or synchronized messaging. So I want to make sure that your, your website URL, your business name, and your phone number and your address is all exactly the same across all your social media. And I know that sounds like really elementary, but like I challenge everyone listening to this right now, go double check that because if you've ever changed your business name or moved, you might've forgotten about it somewhere and then it kills your SEO and it's really a terrible thing to do. The other thing is you've got people that are like, well, uh, we're called ISK gym. Okay. What does ISK stand for? Like international, whatever of something. Gym. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so maybe to them, ISK gym and an actual spelled out acronym is just the same. It's interchangeable. It's whatever. Right. Right. But if you name your Facebook page, international sports kicking gym, and then your, your website, ISK gym, Google sees that as two different businesses. Right. So they're like, Oh, wait, 
wait, there's a discrepancy here. Like, what's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? Having a consistency in your business name across the board. And again, some of you might just be like, okay, this seems elementary, but I've seen hundreds of, of fitness business owners who have like it's Tim's Tim's gym or, uh, you know, I don't know, Winston's Tim's gym of Winston Salem and then Tim's gym. Like they just think it's the same, but Google right. doesn't say it's the same. Um, so consistency across your website and social media, um, use your social media, communicate culture and help people make it easy for people to stalk you. And then if you want to get your social media to rank, like when people search for personal training in your town and now they see your website, right, your right. Page, where every time you blog, this is such a good best practice. So do it, start doing it now. Every time you blog at the bottom of each of your blogs, you should say, you know, learn more on our first Facebook page, learn more on Twitter, learn more on Instagram, learn more Google plus, whatever your channels are. And then go to each of those channels and say new blog post and link straight back to that blog every single time. So new blog posts, yeah. that blog on Twitter, new blog posts. And so now we have a web, we have the blog post talking about the social media and the social media talk about the blog post. And if you do that every single time, over time, Google will begin to, to understand that these social media channels are associated with this website. And this website is about this topic. So you'll see it breaking across the board. Now, it's not a magic bullet. Like you're not gonna do it once and see a change. But if you do it five times or 10 times, or you, you begin uh, building this massive network of backlinks and webs between your social media and your blogs, yeah, yeah. you'll begin seeing um, your social media ranking as well. Um, so I always, like don't, if you write a blog, make sure you link to your social media and every single time you blog, post back to it on your social media. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so little things like that, I'm sure most people just have no idea. You yeah. know, how, I, I feel like Google changes the rules all the time too. So most people who think they know, it, you, you really have to stay on top of that. Back to the whole idea of paying to have a website done and it takes 10 months to get out yeah. there. I mean, this is, Google's probably changed the rules you know, from the time you pull the changes trigger. the rules all the time. So honestly, why yeah. go through that process? Let someone manage it for you. That's all the more reason to be talking to these guys. So Unbelievable. pretty awesome. Well, Timothy, I think we're about ready to wrap up a couple of questions before we go. Any last words for us? We've gotten a couple of great tidbits and tips. Um, any last takeaway, any words of inspiration you want to leave our audience with today? Yeah, so um, many of us listening to this as fitness professionals are thinking it is December 8th, 2016, and next month is supposed to be the busiest time of year. And I am, uh, what am I going to do to make sure <laughs> that I'm set up for this? Right? Ah, I'm freaking out, man. Yeah, so, so you can't enjoy the holidays because you've got the biggest time of your life coming up, or should be. And so there's two things I want to say to you. Yes, you are correct. Search volume explodes about about three days after new year's day mm -hmm. and if you're not getting like actionable like real results from this explosion of search volume then then that then something is wrong right you are missing out and your competitors or someone else in your area is getting those clicks so that's a problem so before you freak out understand that people have gone on before you and they have figured out these things and they can help you yeah. do this I am one of those people. <laughs> so please, like, bef like if you have questions, I, and I'm, it's not even trying to sell you something. I'm trying to say I have some real help that I've done this a million times. I'm happy to help with you. Go to 97display.com. You request information. Um, say you're with me, 
and we'll, you'll get treated even extra special. If you say, in fact, just email me, Tim, T-I-M at 97display.com and say, I found this from the Nudge podcast. You'll be treated like royalty because I love the <laughs> Nudge and, and typically the, the customers from the Nudge community are some of the um, you know, people that are really above the bar and serving their communities mm-hmm. and that's what I'm about. I'm about helping people raise the bar of personal trainers and fitness communities and so I obviously like to do that and that you know treated like royalty yeah it means discounts what do you <laughs> like you treated like uh not like you're rich right but that you're special and so yeah. it will work out a special deal but really like if you're thinking my website is no good I'm not getting leads I don't know how I'm going to capitalize on the new year's rush um be comforted that there are people that have figured this stuff out and are here to help you. That's what this community is about. That's why I've not just been putting on this podcast um, because it's, it's really about helping you impact your community better um, and help our communities live happier lives and better lives. And it's really a, a you know, it's a, it's a great industry to be in. It's an exciting time um, to be in it. And it's, uh, it's an exciting time. It's exciting to be a part of a community of people that are actively seeking the best. Yeah. yeah. And don't think you have to be, I think the one thing too, and a lot of people in kind of fitness and wellness, you know, get intimidated by thinking they have to be an expert in digital marketing at this point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, there's a lot of places you can learn about at this day and age, but you know, don't reinvent the wheel. There are a lot of great people out there that have to, to Tim's point, put together a lot of work and effort to put together scalable offerings and know how to go about it the right way. So, yep. so go focus on your business people. Um, thank you so much, Tim Saracen for all your help today. This has been fantastic. Um, I know we all learned a lot and yeah. I'm sure our audience did too. So everybody reach out to Tim 97 display.com. You should be on all of our podcasts. Um, you should just yeah, hang out for the episodes. Yeah. I just hang out. It'll be like a little fly on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that. Yeah. Yep. That'd be great. Well, we'll have you back again then. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about other things or, or the same or the same thing. Yeah. You Just never more know and more of the same. We'll thing. keep you guys guessing, but please guys check out the podcast, scalewellpodcast.com. Uh, rate us on iTunes and Stitcher radio um, and subscribe. And thank you again to Timothy Saracen. Yep. And we'll see you again next time. See you guys.